everyone. Welcome back to What's Next. This week, our guest is Kevin Tarka. He's actually a buddy of ours. We met him freshman year at Quinnipiac um, right after he had made the basketball team. Um, and that, that's a pretty cool story in itself, going from a high school player with a lot of playing time um, to you know college where he probably would have been playing D3, but the D1 experience was his, his goal and his vision and you know how he balanced uh, not playing as much you know, and eating that humble pie early and how that you know, molded him into the individual he is today. He's a guy who doesn't take no for an answer. I mean, you can hear that early on to where he is today. Um, right now he's in a grad program for the EuroLeague, so he's traveling around Europe. Um, he's got some downtime between classes right now, and he's really taking advantage of it. So we were lucky to track him down. He's actually in uh, one of the better Wi-Fi spots in Istanbul, and you know, by the time you're hearing this, I'm sure he's going to be in the next country. So pretty cool story. Um, what I want you to listen to or, or for during this is the contradictions. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, but watch how he's able to balance this intense passion that's fueling him with also also a good balance of patience. Um, and how relaxed and optimistic he is when he's faced with all the debt and the student loans and the uncertainty. Um, it's pretty cool. So I hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll see you next week on What's Next. All right, what's up, guys? Uh, episode four, episode three of What's Next. We have Kevin Tarka on with us. He uh, he's traveling all over Europe right now. He's currently in Istanbul. He's working for the Euro Basketball League. Um, so we're happy to have him on. Uh, Kev, you want to just take it from here? You know, kind of talk a little intro about yourself, where you played, how you got to Quinnipiac and whatnot, and then how you got to where you are. Um, yeah, sure, sure. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, I finally, uh, I did my research this week to find the spot with the best Wi-Fi in Istanbul, so we shouldn't have any problems. Um, but yeah, wow, yeah. That's a lot of hard work, dude. We didn't mean to put you through that. Uh, no worries, no worries, man. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I grew up in New Jersey, um, and I played basketball. I played, I was your typical kind of like athlete in high school. I played, um, you know, all sports growing up, and then I just realized that I loved basketball. And when I was looking to go to college, I wanted to find a college that I can play the sport at, but also go to a great academic school. And um, based on my size and skill level, I would say that I was definitely not on the radar for Quinnipiac. Mm -hmm. um, I was more like a Division three type guy, but once I saw Quinnipiac, I kind of fell in love. Um, so I just pursued that opportunity as a walk-on, um, and that's kind of how I got to Quinnipiac, and, and, and everything kind of took its place from there. You talk to us about the walk-on process and, like, like take, taking the risk – to make to like go onto a big division one team when you kind of knew you at, you're at a maybe a disadvantage. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, this was uh, it, it was kind of a you know I guess you would call it a risk that you're willing to take. You know, I I had this goal in mind that I wanted to play college basketball, um, and there were people out there that you know said I couldn't. There's always going to be the people that say, oh, you can't do this, or you're not good enough to do this or do that. Um, but it was really just then it just came down to me to uh, I guess prove people wrong, but also just to prove to myself, you know, I, I found a school I loved. And the one thing that was there was that, oh, okay, I'm not good enough to play there. So I just kind of went for it. You know, I went up there and, and, and being a, um, being a walk on uh, or being at that level and trying to get to division one, you really, you're really a sales agent for yourself, you know? So, so the recruiting process is all what you make it. If coaches aren't reaching out to you. So I literally had to get in the car, drive to Quinnipiac, I went to the brand new arena, and when I walked in, uh, Scott Burrell, who was one of the assistants there at the time, was there. I introduced myself, and I'll never forget, he showed me around the arena, and it was amazing, and I was like, wow, this is going to be great. Like, I made it. And, like, 
you know, I didn't, of course, you know, so, 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 uh, so he just kind of, you know, he said, stay in touch. And, um, he probably had no idea that, uh, you know, that we were still going to be talking until this day, but, um, you know, I had, when I got, I decided to, to go to school, you know, he had, they had told me I could try out. So I committed to Quinnipiac as, you know, as an academic school. And when I got there, I said, try out, there's, there's nothing promised, but, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes. And, I guess I was annoying enough and I kept coming back enough times that, uh, that, you know, I eventually made the team and it was just, I mean, it was the best four years. I mean, I say every new year is, you know, the best year of your life, but those were, those were four really amazing years. So you had an idea going right into school that this would be, you know, something you're pursuing. It wasn't just a, I'm here in the fall. This is cool. The team looks like something I could try. I mean, this was something that was on your mind even in high school or going into college, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I had to make the decision. I kind of had to make the decision towards the end of my senior year in high school, um, you know, whether I wanted to play or not. And then, then I had to make the decision if I was going to go to Division three school that, you know, that wanted me, um, where I was all the choices I really had, I was sacrificing the education um, aspect of that, or I was going to go to Quinnipiac and go full-fledged trial for the team. And if I didn't make it, that's what I would have had to live with. Um so I just, uh, I mean, I, I just kind of took those into consideration, and that was the risk I took. Yeah. And talk about, you know, some of the, uh, we, we mentioned this earlier, some of the responsibility, I guess, that comes with that role. I think you fit the mold of, you know, get the team, rally around you. You obviously had the locker room supporting you. I mean, everybody that would go to games, cheering your name. Um, you know, talk, talk about how, I guess, you, that position allowed you to flourish, be yourself, and really kind of use that platform um, to really make a name for yourself, honestly. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was difficult, and and I don't think people really viewed it as that because I never really showed that it was difficult the first couple of years. Um, just because I guess my personality, I was always just an outgoing guy. But it was really difficult for me going from you know the man in high school, um, and you know starting <laughs> since I was a sophomore to being the last guy waving the towel at the end of the bench. Like it sucked. Um, yeah. But um, but you know I once I kind of got over that mindset, you know, I, I was able to embrace the role. Um, and, and it was uncomfortable again, but that was something that I loved. You know, I, I think being a walk on, um, has helped shape me into who I am today. Um, and, and the, the biggest thing as a walk on is you really need to be, um, you know, you need to be willing to put in the work that everyone else puts in, but not get the credit for it. You know, which, which, which was great, you know, and at the end of the day, if, if that's your mindset, you're, you're willing to do anything to make the team win anyway. So, so it was kind of good fit at the end of the day. And then once I really, you know, I, I knew I wasn't really, um, in, in the, in the lineup or anything like this, you know, I kind of took my role and I just went with it, man. And it was, you know, after you earn respect after the first, you know, couple of years and it kind of your leadership role changes from being on the court leader to off the court leader. And it, it, it was, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. Totally. That's great, dude. Take us, uh, if you could just keep going now you're in college, you know, later, later years, just take us through, you know, what's going on at that point And then up to, up to today, if you can. Yeah, sure. Um, so when I was a senior or I guess when I, when we were junior at Quinnipiac is when we had to, um, declare our major, and I'll never forget, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do, even when I signed the, the sheet of my major. So I, I double yeah. majored in finance and economics, and um, I just did it because it sounded good and, you know, it was a good degree to fall back on. Um, but I really had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do. And then um, 
senior year, when graduation came, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I had an idea. You know, I, I wanted to combine my passion for people and for basketball and for sports and for the competitiveness with my business degree. Um, and then, you know, once I was talking to some of my teammates and, and having the relationship that I did with them, I started thinking, okay, maybe I'll become an agent. You know, that sounds really cool. And the movies are really cool. It looks like they have a great life. Um, uh, and then, so, so after that, I just kind of had to weigh my options and I ended up joining a sports marketing firm out of school. Um, so there we produced and managed college basketball events and it gave me some exposure to sales, to marketing, to event management. You know, I was selling sponsorship packages, um, with, through ESPN for some of the assets that we had. So it was an amazing first job. You know, I was able to talk to college basketball coaches and administration and, you know, again, it was a small firm, so I got a lot of exposure to, to different aspects in the sports business world. Um, three years into that, I was kind of at a spot where I felt like I wasn't really growing or learning more. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the day that I realized that, um, you know, April 29th, 2015, I was flying back from a sales meeting in Los Angeles, and I kind of got that feeling like I was leaving a place I, I was not supposed to be leaving. Um, so then April 30th, 2015 was the day that, that day that I, you know, quit the whole nine to five thing and, um, and decided to actually, you know, follow my true passion, whatever that was. And at the time, again, I didn't really know exactly what that was. I just kind of kept following my gut. Um, so after that, I decided that I needed to get my head straight and go to Southeast Asia for six weeks. So I guess that's a story for, for another question. Um, <laughs> but when I got back, I, I decided to, to try and follow that agent path and I, packed the car and just drove out to Los Angeles because um, that was where a lot of the sports agencies were based out of. Um, I ended up joining like a startup sports agency and uh, kind of doing the whole, you know, agency grind thing of statistical analysis, trying to do some recruiting, really anything and everything that, that the firm needed me to do. Um, and then again, it was only like 13, 12, 13, like, like a year into that where I kind of got that feeling again, like, you know, I, I got that gut feeling and I was like, okay, maybe I'm, maybe it's, you know, I'm supposed to take that next step somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kept getting this feeling about Europe and, and, and how I should be going to Europe. I don't know if that was because I just wanted to travel and get out or if that was because I wanted to, you know, try and, uh, try and do this whole basketball thing in Europe with the business model and basketball becoming more international. Um, so I kind of just followed that and, and, and I kept getting the feeling and, um, and then in early September of last year, this ad popped into my uh, my inbox about like this master's program run by the EuroLeague, and and I started clicking into it and doing some research, and it sounded amazing. And that's kind of where I am now. So um, so I'm getting a master's degree. It's in sports management and marketing, and the whole program is really built around the EuroLeague, which is f for for some of the people listening. If you're not familiar, it's really like the NBA of Europe. Um, it's never going to be nearly as big as uh, football or American soccer over here, but um, it's growing. Um, but it's a way for me to just um, really learn more about the basketball industry in Europe. And and I guess to, to involve the whole travel thing, um, a, a lot of this program is online. So we meet in person four times throughout the year. It's a one-year program. And I guess that the decision that I made to kind of just start winging it was that, you know, I could I could have flown out here for some, uh, in September when the program started and then do the three-day kind of in-person session, flown back to the States, then came back in January, then flown back. Um, but I'm really just taking advantage of being here. So I just packed a suitcase, and I decided that in between January and May when we had to meet and in between May and July, I'm just going to travel as much as I can 
and meet as many people in the basketball industry as I possibly can and learn from them. So I've been meeting with general managers and agencies and coaches, and it's been um, quite the quite the experience. I kind of just wing it every day and, and just try and learn as much as I can. And, of course, I've gotten to see, you know, the world. This is my 16th country since January, which is a bit absurd. Yeah, um, it is. But that's crazy. Yeah, so that's that was kind of a long, a long-winded. Um, no, that was perfect. Response up. To no, that that was that was truly perfect. Can I uh, interject real quick? So it seems like um, in this latter stage of your life, you were constantly cycling like the question, like what's next for for me? What's next for me? Like what am I going to do now? Can you describe like the stuck point in those transitions of like thinking like there's a plateau here? Like I don't know if I belong. Like. Can you just describe that feeling of like I need to do something more, something different, or something bigger? Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great question. I mean, I think, um, I mean, I I almost kind of feel stuck right now. Like I I feel like there's a there's a something inside of everyone that you always feel stuck. But I also think that's because you're you're constantly asking yourself, you know, what's next and what's more. You know, it's just kind of like a I don't know if it's the media or society or your brain or a combination of it, but you're always you're always searching for what's better. You know, I guess it's good in a way you want to get a better job and a better salary and life to be a little bit easier and better things. Um, but a lot, a lot of that is materialistic. You know, when you think about it and, and you know, of course I, I do this every day, but I'm trying not to, but you know, when that new iPhone comes out, you're like, I need it. Like I need that better iPhone. You're like, why? You know, the camera you had on, on the iPhone six is, is great. You know, right. like, People don't have phones in this world, and you want to get yeah. the seven or the seven plus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which, which again, it's always just trying to um, to reach for something more. So I think it, as long as you're aware of that, you can kind of, um, you know, I've been kind of trying to make myself aware of that every day. At the same time, you know, it's a good thing to be wanting to reach for more and and do better and become a better version of yourself. But as long as you don't compare that to others, um, you know, and you don't think, Hey, I'm stuck because, you know, so-and-so already got a job for a hundred thousand dollars or so-and-so is already working with this organization that I should have been there. And he's younger than me. I think once you start comparing yourself to other people, that's when it kind of, you know, it, it, it goes south. Um, so if you can compare yourself to yourself and really work to be a better you, then that, that, that makes it a little bit easier. Right. And I think a lot of people our age now will, you know, they'll look at, like, what you're doing. Like, I'm going to go just fly overseas. And they're going to be like, uh, I don't know. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. It's it's not even, like, a real full-time job. I'm just getting my master's degree. Like, I can't yeah. do that right now. They'll put it off, put of it off, put it off, and never do it. Like, yeah, I mean, reaction? yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's, and that, you said it. I mean, time and money. You know, right. you ask anyone, you know, what you want to do or why didn't you do this or that. Time and money. That's always the answer. Um, time is the most valuable asset we have. So if you're not spending time doing something you have a passion for, then why are you wasting your time doing it? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and the money thing is huge, too. I mean, it's it's I was talking to a couple of people about it uh, yesterday that I met. And it, it's actually it's interesting um, when I tell people what I'm doing. Uh, of course, their first reaction is you're crazy. But uh, the, the second reaction is, you know, how, like, how are you financially doing this? Um, and, you know, we're I think we're blessed to, to, to be in a situation where, of course, the financial industry in the States is that's another conversation. But we have the opportunity to take out loans for school. Um, you know, like that's not really a thing in Europe. Like, that's not a thing. I guess it kind of bounces out because school is not expensive in Europe. You know, sometimes it's free. But at the same time, like, I was able to 
take out this loan and budget accordingly to, to, to travel. And, and, you know, it's, no, I don't have an income. And that's a mindset that took a long time for me to get over. Like, um, you know, I'm going into debt, but it's really just investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's kind of what I, I break it down to. Kevin, how has that travel kind of lowered the anxiety level of taking a risk and, and, and jumping into something? Cause I think, you know, typically, you know, even your Southeast Asia experience, like to be able to see what the scenario is for others allows you to kind of think it's, it's not that bad. I remember we, we were traveling and, and there was an Israeli couple and they were like, we get, we get one shot after school, you get one job. And if that's not it, yeah. you're kind of screwed. Um, so talk, I guess, talk about some of your experiences, what you've seen that's allowed you to take it back here and be like, you know what, I'm going to trust my gut. I'm not going to go with the norm and try something new. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's, it, it's humbling. It's really humbling coming out of here because I don't think many people realize being from the States, like we're, we're, we're blessed in so many ways. Um, and, and, and being, being able to see the world has, has helped me realize that. Of course, you know, like we're from the States, like we're blessed. We live in a country where you have the opportunity to do anything you want. You can, you know, you can go to school anywhere. You have the ability to take out loans. You can do any job you want. You can have a passion and you can make a profit from it doing selling things on the internet and never leaving your basement, you know, things like this you, you can do, um, but you can't do that everywhere else. And I think having the, the freedom and the opportunity to do that, that kind of, um, you know, it's, it's great, but that, that makes a lot of people kind of close minded and stay in the States. Like, you know, why do we have to leave, you know, why leave America? Because we have everything we need here. Whereas for me, it was like, yeah, well, yes, this is true. But like, then you're, then you're close minded. You don't get to see the rest of the world. You know, I, I know you went to Southeast Asia recently, Neil, you know, you see people on the side of the street that are actually physically affected by Asian orange and the different things from, you know, from, from past history and past wars. You're like, wow, like I read about that in a textbook, but like, now I'm like experiencing it, you know, and, and like you just you you get to see and be exposed to certain things culturally and um, in societies different than in America, and it's just like wow, like I mean, you know, I'm that's amazing. Like I I was complaining about this before, and I'm never gonna complain about that again, you know. Right. Was that like a uh, like a self taught mindset for you, or like who, if anyone, kind of like helped put you in that framework of like? thinking of things like as investments in yourself as opposed to, you know, like a financial prowess thing. Like were there Um, people out there helping you trying to like ground you almost? Um, I mean a lot of it, uh, I mean, not to take the credit for it, but a lot of it was kind of just like coming into my own, I guess. Um, you know, of course it, 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 you know, it falls back on, you know, I guess mentors in your life and people you look up to and, and, you know, how you were raised. And of course I'm, I was blessed to have two great parents that always raised me right and, and believed in anything I did and said, Oh, you want to do this? Go ahead. You know, they're, they're all for it. And, and some of the coaches I had in high school and, and, you know, the coaching staff at Quinnipiac, they would always relate things to life. And, you know, if you're late to practice, okay, well, what if you're late to a meeting in real life? You know, like, what does that mean? And just to have that kind of point of view, of, of really being aware of things that started out, but investing in yourself, you know, I, I, I just, I've been saying that for a long time now because I was doing some, uh, I can't remember if it was a podcast I listened to, or if it was a Gary Vaynerchuk thing or something along the lines of, of creating a business, right? When you create a business, you, you do it for the long term, And 
you know, you can't go into creating a business in year one and expect ridiculous profits. You know, you make a business plan, whether it's a five-year, 10-year, 20-year plan, whatever it is, and you invest money and capital and human resources in the business for the long term. So why don't we do that with ourselves? Okay. Right? And then I, once I thought that, like, wow, okay, like, what? Well, I'm a business. I can, you know, I have a skill. I have a, I have a skill set, and I'm an asset. I can create revenue in the future. Like, why don't I treat myself like a business? And if I spend, let's say, $15,000 from January to July, which is about a little bit more than what I budgeted for traveling, you, you know, like you can't put a price on the experience and the relationships that I'm building now. Like that's an investment in myself for the future, yeah. you know, and then it comes down to really just priorities and what you spend your money on. And, and, you know, you think about how much money you spend out on a weekend or how many, how many new pairs of shoes you buy. And, and of course, these are not bad things. These are just priorities that, you know, mm -hmm. that, that different people in different situations have. And, and for me, I just decided to kind of reprioritize some of my things and invest a lot of my money in myself and in my travel. And hopefully one day it will, it will pan out and, and kind of pay for itself. See that ROI. Yeah. See that's, that's that mindset. is just like, you don't find that everywhere. It's cool to hear that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's again. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the greatest for it. It's, it's hard to do, but once you kind of get it, like I feel like I kind of get it for myself. You know, not not for anyone else's. Not you know, it's not like follow this um, style of life and you'll be great. Like for me, it works. It just it works. You know. So right right now, Kev, you're sitting in the best Wi-Fi spot in Istanbul. Can you just take us through like? It's today is your work day. Like, what's your day to day? Like, it's we know it's not traditional, kind of like nine to five. But like, what kind of job tasks are you doing for like the Euro League on like kind of a regular basis? So, so um, I guess to kind of, kind of clarify first. So, so I'm actually. So it's not working with the Euro League. It's really just a program run by the Euro League. So, so. When I left the sports agency in Los Angeles, I, I left that and I have no job. So basically, of course, it's run by the EuroLeague, but it's not like I'm working for the EuroLeague. Right. Um, so, so I guess to follow that up, it's it's really it changes every single day. But the 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 goal of this is to meet as many people as I can and to use the resources of the EuroLeague to either introduce me to people or learn from people. So, what I been doing since day one is I, you know, I'll, I'll go on to whatever country I'm in, I'll go online and I'll, and I'll make some phone calls and I'll do some research of coaches, general managers in that area. And I'll call them, I'll email them, excuse me, I'll, I'll, and I'll show up to the arena. I'll show up to their office and I'll say, Hey, you know, I'm Kevin. This is what I'm doing. I'd love to have a cup of coffee. I'd love to pick your brain. And, you know, a lot of times I don't get answers. A lot of times they, they don't have time for me. And a, a lot of times they're, you know, they don't even know, yeah, they don't speak my language, yeah. um, but um, but there are also a lot of times that they're like, "Wow, okay, like you know, this sure, why not?" Like, there's there's a big difference in in um, trying to network and picking up the phone in Los Angeles and calling some guy in um, you know in Belgium than you know taking a train, a two hour train, and then actually showing up at his doorstep and be like, "Hey, like, can you have a cup of coffee with me? Like, I'd love to learn from you." Mm -hmm. And people really people really take that seriously and like, wow, you know, they have respect for it. Is that um, the end goal, the knowledge and in, in essentially learning, or is it more just like, are you going in case by case with your certain kind of motive and questions, or is it just, Hey, I just need to pick this guy's brain. What's his story kind of thing. 
Yeah, no, that's a great question, and, and, and it really is case by case. Um, for example, the, going back to the Belgian case, you know, I, I that's actually one one situation that I did. I got on a train and I went to this, this guy's office, and I said, "Hey, you mind if I pick your brain?" Like, you know, and this this guy in particular happened to be both the general manager and the head coach, which was perfect for me because, you know, like I said, I'm not really exactly sure what my next step is, whether it's joining an agency or joining a front office or maybe something completely different than I'm even doing here, but a door that can open to something different. I don't know. Um, but, you know, he was able to kind of shed some light on the general manager side and, and then, you know, being a head coach with recruiting and player operations and it was just learning from him and it was, it was fantastic, you know, and then other times I will, you know, get connected with someone that's in the marketing on the marketing team for a big club in the Euro League or something like that, and I'll learn about some marketing. And other times, like I've had situations where I got off of a, a, a train or a cheap flight, and like I still didn't even have an Airbnb, and I was kind of just winging it with my suitcase, like knocking on doors and like seeing if people were there, and no one's answered. And it's like, okay, well, let me go meet some locals. Like I'll learn about the culture or something at least, you know, make it. So so every day is really different, you know. But every day I try and. I try and meet someone new or learn or learn something new. Um, so again, at the end of the day, I think there's pretty much everything you do in life is about relationships and the network that you can build and, and the people that you can trust. And you know, if you can pick up the phone call and uh, pick up the phone and make a make a call to someone um, if you need something or if you need to pick their brain or if they need something from you, it's so much better the more people that you know and more people you have kind of under your umbrella. It's like it's like you're taking you're taking your experiences and trying to make them you're not only making the most of it, but you're trying to go above and beyond and promote yourself. Whereas a lot of people, if they were going to, you know, earn their master's degree for a year, they'd probably just do the bare minimum to get the degree and then be like, all right, I'm going to go try to find a job now. But like, not only are you going to meet other people, I mean, if you follow, we all follow you on social media, right? You're, you're starting like a video blog to try to promote yeah, your yeah, experience yeah. around. And, you know, maybe it seems like you're starting a new nonprofit uh, organization geared towards like helping the homeless Maybe talk about some of the things you're doing extra on top of what your day-to-day is. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so the nonprofit, um, that I, I can't really take much credit for because the main guy behind that is another QU legend, uh, Mike Glaycar. So he uh, and, and him, myself, and Kevin Bowie, we kind of got together one day. We were talking about some of our passions and some of the things we want to do. And, of course, you know, as athletes, we love giving back because at Quinnipiac, you know, you guys know this. We, we always try to do something with the community and give back, and that's just been a big part of our lives. And we just said, you know, well, okay, what if we do this this one initiative and we start something? So we um, – Mike had uh, got together a bunch of um, – blankets and gloves and hats and and one day during the winter before i left over for europe we just handed them handed them out to a bunch of homeless people in new york city and you know we we wanted to of course at the end of the day we're just doing it to help people right so we wanted to try and hear their story and get more content behind it for you know to not just to say hey look we just gave a hat to someone that didn't, didn't have a hat and maybe we made them warmer at the end of the day if that's all we did then great we made someone else warmer but we also wanted people to hear their story so um you know, the, the, I guess the goal of this nonprofit is, um, is not really solidified, but at the end of the day, it's really being able to leverage our relationships, like I said, and our passions and our networks to raise awareness and also eventually funds for great causes and people that can't raise it for themselves or people that don't have a voice for themselves. So, you know, that homelessness was one project, and then hopefully there'll be more coming up soon, um, but it's kind of day by day for that. Um, and then the uh, oh the the 
<coughs> the new vlog. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of random. Um, you know, I've been sharing some pictures and stuff on, on my Instagram, and, um, you know, I've been sending some um, some emails to my family, and, like, so, you know, I've, my sister just commented, like, I'm so glad you're starting this, so I don't have to read your novel emails anymore. So <laughs> it was kind of like a – it was kind of like a um, – more efficient way for me to just share my journey and um you know i'm just kind of doing it for my friends and family and i think i mean i think the story's good you know i think it's kind of you know if if someone's out there that hates their job or someone's out there that's like oh, i wish i did this i wish i did that i kind of hope to you know inspire them i guess like hey okay well now's the time just do it because the last thing that i want and the last thing i think anyone should want is to be that person that looks back whenever next year and 10 years and 20 years and be like damn man i regret like, I really wish I tried this, right? And that, that content and that story is just kind of what I'm trying to trying to build into it. And, um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see where it goes. It was really just a way for me to share my story and save some time for myself instead of, you know, doing this, you know, this picture album and then Instagram. I just kind of, you know, did that. And simultaneously, I get to learn more about digital marketing and how to kind of, you know, upload some YouTube videos. And, you know, I'm, I'm the worst editor in the world, but I figured out how to put some text at the bottom of the screen. So, so yeah, it seems like, it seems like we're on the same page with that. that. Yeah. We're on the same Talk just quickly. I mean, I, that is such an important piece. The, the fear of breaking out of the norm. And I think you're not alone in that. Some, some go with it, some stick it out. I think you kind of talk to more people in our parents' generation. They're more of the lifers at, you know, an insurance shop, you know, that kind of thing. And that's just the way it was. I think now we see more people with that vagabond mentality or more people ready to travel and really follow their passions. Um, but talk about that, that, that in-between line where it's like, I need to trust my gut and I need to jump. And then let me be a bit more calculated here. Like, let me just kind of pull back the reins. And, and how, do you, how do you navigate that at the end? Because, you know, you can keep pursuing and trying something new, but I guess the end goal for you is to find something you're passionate about that keeps you engaged and is happy and allows you to align your passion so you don't feel that anxiety of being stuck and like, I got to get out of this. I got to try something else. Yeah, man. I mean, I wish I had a formula or an answer to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just kind of go with the flow and it works for me. Um, but I think you, you said it right, man. It's, it's a lot of when you ask someone why they're not doing what they want to be doing or why they didn't do this or they didn't do that, it really is fear. And it's just the fear. It's the fear of failing. And, and you know, I think everyone experiences every day, you know, whether they um, you know, whether they want to make a phone call to uh, a new sales client or whether they want to quit their job or whether they want to do something small or big. It's like, you know, as soon as you question that, as soon as you get that little gut feeling of like, Oh, you know, like, what if like, you know, like, what if I fail? Like, and then ultimately at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, what if you fail? Cool. Mm-hmm. You, then you just get back up. You know, it, I, it's, it's, it sounds easier than it is. But again, for me, I, I've kind of trained my mind around my personal story and like, okay, well, you know, what if, what if someone thinks I'm crazy doing this trip? Like, what if it doesn't work? Okay, well, what if it doesn't work? Great. On to the next country, on to the next team, on to the next train, you know? Like, what if someone, you know, doesn't like seeing my video blog online? Okay, what if? Who cares? I don't, okay, mm. they can unfollow me. You know, like, it's yeah. kind of like, cool, you know? Like, you, you just kind of got to trust your gut. And, and as long as you don't, like I said before, don't compare yourself to what other people are thinking about you, what other people are doing and, you know, realize and confront what you're afraid of. Like, what, what are you afraid? Are you afraid of, of, of leaving a job because you can't get a new job? Are you afraid of, you know, of failing? Like, what is it? And identifying that for yourself, um, 
and then really tackling it from there. And that's, that's kind of what I've done. It's like, Oh, what if like, uh, what if this, what if that? And then, you know, for me, it was like, what if what? I don't care anymore. I just, you know, I took that step without seeing the rest of the staircase is a phrase I like to say. And that's what you have to do. A lot of times you have to, you have to be different. You have to take that step, not knowing what's next and then kind of figure it out as you're falling or as you're jumping, you know? Mm. Um, so, so that's, again, it's, kind of the way I've dealt with it. I think everyone can deal with it differently, but um, to, if, if anyone's listening that wants to take something from that, it's just, just so what, you know, it's like, so what if someone thinks you, you look funny or that, you know, you, 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 you're going to be embarrassed by this. Like, so what? Okay. Well, you're still living, you're still breathing. Life could be much worse than having someone think you're crazy or think you're an idiot or think you don't look good or whatever it may be. Maybe we could change the name of this from what's next to so what. <laughs> hey, hey, homage to uh, the legend Dan, Daniel Skip Gooley. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what? I like it. I like it. Yeah, Kev, uh, what's what's life kind of like socially? Like, are you just like solo everywhere? Like, are you like with friends at all? Does family come to visit? Like, I know you said you were emailing your sister. She's clearly tired of <laughs> emails, but like, who are you yeah. chilling with? Good question. I, I, I um, I try to to make new friends in each place I go to, whether that's like through the basketball teams and go out and have a beer, or um, or through through locals, whatever it may be. Um, I had a decent amount of teammates that had been playing overseas that I was able to visit, which is great. Um, you know, I was over in Israel with Evan Conti. I was in Athens, Greece, with James Feldin, and you know, there's a couple other people that I was able to visit here or there. Um, and then also from that trip to Southeast Asia, I made a lot of friends that lived throughout Europe. So I was able to crash on their couch one time, or you know, catch catch um, you know um, dinner with them or drinks or something like that. But um, family hasn't visited yet. My brother was out; he was traveling. He ended up going to Tokyo. I wasn't able to meet him. Um, my parents wanted to come over at some point, but I think they're you know I kind of I'm on the move too much for them to visit. <laughs> Out of here, and I'm, I kind of tell them, you know, it's probably my fault because I kind of say, you know, like I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow, <laughs> you know, like I don't like. I, I was in um, I was in Milan, and I tried to get you know some of my family to come visit me, but you know, I, I kind of pulled back the reins because um, I didn't know where I was going to be, you know, that next week and the next day, and then I got a call back from one of the GMs of a team up in Lithuania, and he was like, hey Kevin, you know, I got you know got your information, you know, I got your email, your text, whatever it was, I forget, and uh, hey, come spend some time with us. I'm here this week. I'm like, okay. So the next day I got on a flight, you know, I found a cheap flight on Ryanair. It was $50 and it had an overnight stay in, in Denmark. So it was basically $26 one way to Denmark and then overnight for two nights and then $24 from Denmark to Countess, Lithuania, which I would probably not recommend you going because there's not much to do there. Um, it was I'll make it out of that. Yeah, yeah. It was, I spent a lot of time at the local mall because they had some Wi-Fi and some good food. Uh, but that was really it. Basketball is a religion up there. But, you know, it just goes to show you, it's kind of like I don't know what's what's happening. I just kind of go with the flow. And, you know, when there's a situation that presents itself, you take advantage of it. And I just kind of hopped on that hopped on that flight and, and, and made it work. Nice, dude. So it's like every day, like you could be meeting somebody kind of new that you become friends with. And then, you know, you circle back to them eventually while you're over there. Absolutely. You know, one of my goals is to have uh, have a friend in every country in the world, um, which is, um, I'm on my way towards. But, um, you know, I've, I've got uh, many countries to go. I'm, I'm trying to just like kind of like put language to uh, what you've been saying. It seems like you're like building a portfolio. of just like un, like it's like capital that is unreplaceable, you know, with like 
the networks that you're building, like friendships, the sites that you've seen and the experiences you've had, like there's no, there's no like monetary thing to, you know, present with that, but it's just like, it's valuable capital. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's intangible. It's, um, yeah. you know, I was watching, uh, I, I love, I, I'm going to go back to Gary Vaynerchuk, but I watched this thing yesterday and one of his old like videos from eight years ago. So his, he was talking about investing, like, w- like, why are you investing in these stupid advertisements? Like when you should be investing in people. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that just, it's huge. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. I'm just investing in people. I'm just building relationships and learning and meeting new people. And, and it really is building a pretty cool network. You know, I never know. I might never talk to some of these people ever again in my entire life, but you just never know the day that you're going to have to pick up the phone and be like, Oh wow. Like I might need something in countless Lithuania. I don't know if I will, but right. you know, like I might need something in Lithuania or, you know, someone you talk to, you know, whether it's a, a librarian or a custodian or this person, that person, like, you know, like be nice to them or, and, and you know, have mutual respect because you never know when you need to count on them or they need to count on you. That's kind of the mentality that I've, that I've been taking is really just all investing in people. You're keeping those exactly. soft connections so that if you do need them down the line, it's not just an invasive like, hey, my name, you're, you're pitching yourself again. It's like, hey, bud, you know. Of course, of course, on. and that's that, that's as you know that that's the big thing in sales these days. You know, you you're in kind of the digital world of that, but um, and and the marketing world of that. But it's like in sales, everything is sales these days. And the last thing you want to do is get a phone call or an email from someone with a template saying like, "This is why you should buy my product. Yeah, this yeah. is why you should pick up the phone call." It's like no, like if I had a beer with you in, you know, in Luxembourg, like okay, great. Like I remember that day. Let me pick up the phone. Maybe he needs something for business wise. Maybe he just wants to say hello. You know, like that's that's different like i had a coffee with this guy in you know in in malaga spain like okay great you know like i remember that mm-hmm. yeah right that's cool dude so we're gonna uh we're gonna backtrack a little bit so if you're uh i think we're kind of on the same page about like what the goal of kind of like both of the things that we're doing as what's next and like kind of what you're doing about mm-hmm. like using it for someone to hear the story and hear um something that they can relate to and then use in the future so to that point, think about yourself if, if you're a, a college junior or a college senior and you're kind of – you don't know what's coming after basketball or soccer or football or whatever sport you play ends. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could talk to them, if you could give them some advice going forward, you know, w- what would that be? Um, I mean a couple things come to mind. First and most important is find what you have a passion for. Don't just – don't chase the check. Like, don't chase the money. Don't don't major in finance because you think you can get a job worth a hundred thousand dollars out of school. I mean, if you have a passion for finance, great, you know, amazing. But if you have a if you have a passion, follow it. If you if you can't figure it out, just ask people. Just try and feel what you love to do and what makes you happy, and then chase that. Um, that's the major thing. And then the other thing is. Um, is being patient. You know, I, I actually, one of the next, um, the next video blogs that I have coming up, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe sometime next week, um, is, is about this. And it's just, you know, I think a lot of people are kind of, um, you know, entitled and, and they want instant gratification and they want everything now. And it's just a, a, a byproduct of society of, you know, you text someone, you want that text back and, you know, it's just quick, instant, but you got to be patient. Um, you know, be patient in the long term. Like if you can grind right now and grind today and hustle without really needing that benefit of something coming now or tomorrow, 
if you can be patient in, in the long term and, and, and quick and hustle and grind in the short term, I think that's important. So, you know, college students, you know, find that passion and, and hustle and grind and meet people and network, but don't expect it right now. Like, don't expect to have, you know, an apartment, um, you know, near Times Square and making all this money like next year. Like, just don't, you know, you just got to be patient. Stop thinking that everything's going to be given to you. You just got to earn it. You be patient, work hard, and over time it'll come. Um, and then the, the last thing, I think I touched on it a little bit before was networking. Um, you know, people say it all the time, of course, network, 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 but I think you need to be doing smart networking. You know, like I, I had a, um, there was a kid that reached out through a family friend, uh, last year and he's like, Oh, you know, how do I work in the sports industry? How do I do this? I said, okay, well, you know, what do you want to do first? Identify that. And then who have you been talking to? Who have you been sending your you know, you're, who have you been selling yourself to? He said, oh, well, you know, I sent my, my resume to, to 50 people last week. And I was like, all right, first of all, stop there. If you're sending your resume to people online, okay, great. It's better than nothing. But let me tell you, every single one of those emails is going right in the trash can. It's never being printed out. It's never coming to the top of the desk. You know, like if you, it's, just, it's just not happening. So you have to think outside the box. So network, network, network. Um, you know, go to, go to, Toastmasters events, go to school events that you might think are, you know, are lame, but they have free food, go get a piece of pizza and then meet someone there, you know, and there's a huge difference in sending your resume online to someone and finding a place you really want to work at, getting in your car, printing out a hard copy, going there at five in the morning and waiting in the parking lot until they get there and hand it to them yourself and like, hey, I'm Kevin, I'd love to talk more, I'd love to be, you know, considered a candidate for this job, internship, whatever. Is it borderline stalking? Probably, but I'll tell you what, they're going to remember you. That's right. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to they're gonna read your resume at least, so that's a step. So just, you know, kind of go outside the box with networking and not just say, yeah, you know, my, my uncle knows this guy or my friend has a job here. So, you know, go outside the box and, and be proactive in networking. That, those are the, the, the main things that, uh, that I would say for kids now looking to, looking to get into the industry they want to get into. Love it. Nice, dude. So, Kev, how can we here at What's Next, how can we help you as you continue on? Man, that's a, that's a good question that I love because not many people always, you know, not many people ask that. And that's something I try and do always is, you know, when I leave someone, whether you think you can help them or not, you, is always ask them how you can help. So I appreciate you asking that, first of all. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I think if, uh, first of all, if you have any friends or anyone that works or lives in Europe, feel free to connect us. <laughs> for um, yeah, yeah, I'd love to talk with them. Um, you know, feel free to, um, you know, to push out my Instagram. That's where I'm sharing my story at or my YouTube. It's just under my name, and my Instagram is just my name, Kevin Zarka. Um, that's, that's you know, that's really it, man, and just telling my story. If, if anyone wants to connect, you can feel free to, to, to send them my email and stuff like that. Again, it's on all my social media, but, you know, anyone that you know that, that wants to get in the industry or, or needs help, feel free to connect them with me. If anyone um, you hear of in the basketball industry, you know, feel free to connect me with them. It's, you know, whatever. I just go with the flow, man. If, if there's any way that you can help me or I can help you, it's mutually beneficial, same thing. So so I guess I'll throw that question right back at you guys. You know, how can – because, of course, I'm going to try and put this on my social media as well. And, yeah. you know, do you guys have what's, – what's next? Wow. What's next for what's next? Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, do you guys have social media yet? you have a website? Do you have anything that, you know, listeners should go to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have – Neil's, we're obviously we're in the beginning stages here, but Neil's setting up the all of our social media pages on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatnot. So any shout out you can you can put up there would be great. And then also, I mean, if you know people that 
we're always looking to interview inspiring people, right? So if you know anyone that you come across, so, you know, in Europe or across your journey as, as you progress on, shoot them our way. We'd love to talk to them, you know, because we're also trying to build a network as well. Yeah. No, of course, man. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, it's been it's been great talking to you, man. A lot of a lot of great lessons that have just come out of like the last hour. Yeah, yeah. Right. One last I'm, one last staple question is, uh, what's next for you? Wow, <laughs> nice. Um, I I wish I could answer that, man. Uh, uh, I wish I could answer that. I hope to be able to um, kind of take this adventure of being in Europe and and take my passions of traveling and meeting new people and combine that with basketball. So if I can find something that combines those, those three, um, it would be the perfect next step. Um, if you will. So I don't know, uh, you know, I've, 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 I've had, you know, opportunities for, for sports agencies or for front office opportunities or, you know, whether it's again, like I said before, something else different that I don't even know right now. Um, I guess I, I, I wish I could answer that, but maybe, Maybe we can we can redo this in one year from now, and, and open, you know that 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 next step will be something outrageously amazing that I could never even imagined. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're hoping to follow up with everybody we interview after a certain amount of time to see where they're at. Yeah, so. that'd be awesome. Like like every year. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> so Kevin. Kevin, next time you're in the states, you hit one of us, one of us up so we could uh, so we could meet up. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so so the plan, I mean. The plan right now um, is to come back to the States. Um, probably, so, so this master's degree ends July 15th, right? So the plan is to come back to the States towards the end of July or early August, maybe whenever I can find a, a cheap flight, um, and then spend a little bit of time just like catching up with some friends and family and kind of regrouping. But in a perfect world, I'll be back out in Europe in, by October, you know, kind of either doing the same exact thing or um, doing it with some sort of either job or linked connection or some sort of, you know, way that I can kind of, instead of just winging it, I can kind of be affiliated with someone or something, whether that's my own thing or something different. But so, so I definitely plan to be back in the States sometime this summer. We'll definitely have to try to coordinate something. No doubt, dude. No doubt. All right, man. It's been great talking to you. It has been great. Thank guys. You so I appreciate much. it. Yeah, yeah man. Kev, we'll send you everything once it's all up and recording everything. So you can uh, share and give us some feedback. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. No, this is awesome, man. I'm, I'm pumped. I'll definitely connect some people with you guys and um, anyone that I talk to that wants to do something like this. I think we can get some more QU athletes on board for sure to at least get you going and get some content up. So we think, we think we're going to get a couple more interviews and I think we're going to launch a website. Gary is working on the website now. And yes. we just want to be able to launch it when we have a couple, like at least five maybe interviews up there. Um, you're our third, so hopefully soon we'll be launching and if you can put out a teaser maybe on instagram or on social media and then when it's on live just uh yeah 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 uh send me when you send me that stuff in an email just write of course you know the the instagram stuff or the website or whatever just write whatever you want me to write and i'll and i'll just take that kind of content and and, and you know push it out that way whatever context or content you want me to push out awesome sweet awesome. great man Sorry, all right boys it's been real it. See you, man. Talk to you, man. Keep it up, bud. All right. Good luck, man. See you guys. Later. So there we have it. I told you guys it was going to be good. Um, We spent spent a half hour 
after getting off the phone with Kevin, just talking about, you know, wow, very infectious. Um, we've known him now, you know, almost, I guess, 10 years. So it's been a while. Um, and to see him pursuing these passions, it's really, it's really inspiring um, how his travel experience has really put things into perspective for him. You know, he talks about his support group around him, but I, I don't even think if he, if he didn't have those individuals there, you know, he'd be doing just what he is today. It's a, a guy who trusts his gut and is going to pursue it with endless passion. Um, I like the message of it's okay to fail. I think that's something we we all feel inside us at some point, that gut check, um, whether you push it back in deep or you run with it, you know, that's your call. But I, I hope you got out today that it's all right to chase it and it's all right to chase that dream. Um, we're proud of you, Kev. Um, like we said in the call, if you want to follow him on Instagram, it's Kevin Tarka. K-E-V-I-N-T-A-R-C-A. He's got a vlog series coming out. It's pretty awesome stuff. Um, And we'll see you guys next week on What's Next. Thanks so much.